Hello, and welcome to the PLYMC's Library Anywhere podcast, where we discuss books, programs, and all things library-related in Youngstown and Mahoning County. Hello, and welcome to the PLYMC podcast. I'm Sarah Churchill. And I'm Kelly. Welcome, everyone. The month of May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month also called AAPIH. In our melting pot nation, so many people of Asian and Pacific Islander descent have played an important part in U.S. history. So Sarah, I know you put in a lot of research on the importance of this month. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Let's start with how did Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month begin? Well, I want to begin first by saying that I'm going to apologize in advance for any mispronunciations of names and terms. (laughs) While I did a great deal of research, I definitely did not become an expert on how to pronounce everything I found for this topic. Now, as to the history of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, the recognition for the creation of this month falls to two women, Jeannie Ju, who was a former Capitol Hill staffer and the great granddaughter of M.Y. Lee, who emigrated from China in the 1800s and helped build the Transcontinental Railroad, and Ruby Moy, a chief of staff to New York Congressman Frank Horton. After the 1976 bicentennial celebrations, they led the effort to gain support to commemorate Asian American Pacific Islander heritage. In 1978, Congressman Horton and former California Representative Norman Mineta introduced a bill that called for the week beginning on May 4th to be designated for Asian American and Pacific Islanders. President Jimmy Carter signed it into law and thus the commemorative occasion began as just a week. It started out as just a week? Yes, until 1990, when the week expanded to a month after a new bill was signed into law by President H.W. Bush, though it had to be reauthorized each year. Finally, in 1992, Horton, along with multiple co-sponsors, introduced a legislation that would permanently designate May as the commemorative month, a legislation that became law after receiving unanimous support in Congress. Why did they select the month of May? Well, May was chosen because it included the dates of two key events. The first was when the first documented Japanese to immigrate to the U.S. arrived on May 7, 1843, and the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad, which was built by many Chinese immigrants, occurred May 10th, 1869. Okay. Now, what countries are included under the umbrella of Asia and Pacific Islands? There are over 40 countries and 50 ethnic groups represented by Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Wow. According to the USDA's Natural Resource Conservation Service, An Asian American is a person having the origins in any of the original peoples of East Asia, Southeast Asia, or South Asia, the Indian subcontinent. Oh, and that includes? Cambodia, China, India, Japan, Korea, Laos, Malaysia, Myanmar, Pakistan, Thailand, and Vietnam, among others. And Pacific Islander? A native Hawaiian Pacific Islander is a person having origins in the original peoples of Oceania. What's Oceania? Oceania is comprised of 
three major island groups. There's Polynesia, which includes the island nations of New Zealand, Easter Island, Hawaiian Islands, among others. Micronesia, where you have the island nations of Guam, Palau, Marianos, and Melanesia, which includes the island nations of Fiji, West Papua, and New Guinea. Oh, did I hear you mention the Hawaiian Islands, even though it's part of the United States? Yes. However, the term Native Hawaiian does not include individuals who are native to the state of Hawaii just by virtue of being born there. And by the way, while we're on Hawaii, did you know the library has ukulele kits? And the ukulele is an instrument now uniquely identified with the Pacific Islands of Hawaii, but was originally created from two other instruments known as the machete and the cavaquino, which were originally brought there by Portuguese immigrants from the Madeira Islands. I would love to borrow a ukulele, but I don't know how to play it. Well, you're in luck. You can learn to play a library ukulele by going to LinkedIn Learning and searching for ukulele. There you'll find Ukulele Lessons Fundamentals, which is taught by Daniel Ho, the famous Hawaiian ukulele player. Speaking of famous, can you tell us about some prominent Asian American figures in history? Any other names that we might recognize? Yes, of course, there are lots of them. For example, in the military, there's Jose Nispiros, who was a Filipino private who became the first Pacific Islander to be awarded the Medal of Honor and the first U.S. Army General of Asian American Pacific Islander descent is Albert Kuali Brickwood Lyman. For science, we have Dr. Xian Xiong Wu, who is a pioneer and pivotal figure in the history of physics. She worked with particle physics and was part of the Manhattan Project and there's many political figures of Asian American descent. We have Maisie Hirano, the first Asian American woman to be elected to the U.S. Senate. Daniel Ken Inoue, the first Asian American to serve in both houses of U.S. Congress. Norman Yoshio Mineta was the first Asian American to be named to the U.S. cabinet under both, he started under President Clinton and then he served under George W. Bush. Patsy Mink is the first woman of color and first Asian American to be elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. And Elaine Chow is the first Asian American to be appointed by any president to serve on the U.S. cabinet. In acting, there's Hang Nigor, the only man of Asian descent to win the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, and Miyoshi Umeki, is the first woman of Asian descent to win the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. And for sports, we have a really current one here, Chloe Kim, a Korean American who became the first female snowboarder in, US, in, in, in world history to successfully defend her Olympic title in women's halfpipe, winning the gold in both 2018 and the latest Winter Olympics of 2022. And then when it comes to literature, we have Vijay Sashadri, the first Indian American to win the Pulitzer Prize in the poetry category. Poetry? Did I hear you mention poetry? That's interesting since we just celebrated National Poetry Month in April. Yes, it's good timing as a really famous and popular form of poetry is the haiku, which is Japanese. What's a haiku? 
The haiku is a Japanese poetic form that consists of three lines with five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, and five in the third. It became its own form of poetry in the 17th century. Oh, could you share an example of a haiku? Sure. Here's one by Chang Yam Trungpa, an Asian American from Tibet. The beginner in meditation resembles a hunting dog having a bad dream. That's cool. Wow, Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month certainly has a rich history. It sure does. Do you find that rich heritage represented in the media, say on TV shows and in movies? It is in the movies. And there has been some television shows, but some of my favorite movies starring Asian Americans would be Flower Drum Song. Back in 1961, it was the first Hollywood movie musical with Asian Americans as leads. And then we have two big ones from 1993, Amy Tan's The Joy Luck Club, which is the first major studio movie with an Asian American cast. And the wedding banquet, which kickstarted Ang Lee's Hollywood Reign. In 1998, Mulan is the first Disney animated film with leads predominantly voiced by Asian Americans. 2018 was Crazy Rich Asians. I think that's familiar to many people. It was the first Hollywood movie with an all Asian cast in 25 years. And in 2020, Minari won the Oscar. And it's a Korean dialogue, English subtitled film. I'd like to hear more about some amazing Asian American trailblazers. No problem. Going to the military, the first Asian American to command a combat battalion was Young Old Kim, a highly decorated U.S. Army combat veterans of World War II and the Korean War. And going into politics, there's some more figures here. We have one mentioned earlier, Norman Yoshio Mineta. He's also the first Asian American mayor of a major US city when he became mayor of San Jose, California in 1971. In 1946, Wing F. Ong was the first Asian American states legislature. And in 1989, Julia Chang Block became the first Asian American US ambassador when she was imported ambassador for the Kingdom of Nepal. For the justice system, the first judge of Asian ancestry was Delbert E. Wong in 1959 when he was appointed to the municipal bench of Los Angeles, California. And in 1971, Herbert Choi became the first Asian American federal court judge. For science and medicine, Flossie Wong Stahl, a Chinese-American virologist and molecular biologist, was the first scientist to clone HIV and determine its function of its genes, which proved to be a major step in determining that HIV was the root cause of AIDS. And Elisan Onizuka became the first Asian-American astronaut in space when he took his first space mission in January of 1985 on the Space Shuttle Discovery. He was also on the Space Shuttle Challenger when it had its disaster in 1986. For television, Pat Morita may be a name that's familiar to many people. He was the first Asian American television star with his own network sitcom in 1976 when he starred in Mr. T and Tina. And I think many of us remember him from the Karate Kid movies. Emil Guillermo is an Asian American 
who became the first one to anchor a national radio program, when in 1989, he was the host of NPR's All Things Considered. And Connie Chung in 1993 became the first woman Asian American network news reporter when she became a nightly news anchor on the CBS network. That's awesome. So speaking of awesome, I love Chinese food. So can you fill me in on Asian cuisine? Well, one of my favorite ways to learn about foods from different cultures is to watch cooking shows. In fact, my first introduction to Japanese cuisine came from watching the original Iron Chef TV show. It was such a fun show with the host doing a really over-the-top production for introducing the main ingredient, which had to be highlighted in all the dishes. From watching it, I learned that Japanese desserts tend to be more savory than sweet. This show is now available to watch free on various streaming services. And in the library, we have Hoopla, which has a documentary on a famous Japanese sushi chef and his restaurant. It's called Hero Dreams of Sushi. And then there's Ming Tsai, a Chinese American celebrity chef who has been cooking for television audiences since the 1990s, starting with the popular Food Network show, East Meets West with Ming Tsai. And currently he's the executive producer and host of the PBS cooking show, Simply Ming. Season nine is available in Hoopla. How about if you wanna try your hand at cooking Asian cuisine? Be sure to check out A to Z The World and the Gail eBooks title, Junior World Mark Encyclopedia of Foods and Recipes of the World. These are available on the library's website. You can look up any country in the world and learn about traditional foods, favorite dishes, and even some recipes to try out. Plus, the library has tons of Asian cookbooks on our shelves in the libraries and available on Hoopla and through Overdrive. And of course, my really favorite way to try foods from different cultures is to go out to a restaurant. I remember in school trying to make a food from another country, but it never quite came out looking like the picture in the book. <laughs> I always enjoy a buffet style as a great option because then you can see what the foods look like and choose what, which ones you want to try eating. Mm -hmm. Are there any unique and special traditions that Asian Americans celebrate? perhaps you're familiar with the Chinese Zodiac, which is often featured on the placemats at many Chinese food restaurants where your animals based on the year you were born. That's part of Chinese astrology. And some popular Asian religions and practices that have come to America include Buddhism, and many celebrities have, have adopted it, such as Richard Gere and Goldie Hawn, and Hinduism. Did you know that J.D. Salinger practiced Hinduism? And I think we all know that there's many people that practice yoga, both celebrities and the average person. <laughs> Among the main famous celebrities would be Ryan Gosling, Jessica Biel, and Matthew McConaughey. And speaking of traditions, what sort of holidays might you find Asian Americans celebrating? Well, one holiday I think we're all familiar with is Chinese New Year, and there are tons more. The aforementioned library resource A to Z the World is a great place to discover the major holidays in countries around the world. Just pick any country and click on the links for holidays and festivals. And Hawaii? Does this remarkable state have any uniquely Hawaiian holiday celebrations? As part of the United States, Hawaii celebrates 
both state and national holidays, but the rich history and vibrant culture infuses our calendar with additional holidays to celebrate the beauty of Hawaii and the Hawaiian people. For example, there's Prince Jonah Kuio Kalanianaloli Day. I'm sure I've got that wrong, but I tried, <laughs> which is honored all over Hawaii on March 26th with parades, canoe races, and luau's to commemorate this great prince who's improved the lives of his Hawaiian people. And King Kamehameha Day was established on December 22nd in 1871 to honor this king who united all the Hawaiian islands in 1832. Admissions Day is celebrated the third day in August yearly because on August 21st, 18, 1959, Hawaii was officially admitted as the 50th state of the union. It's also known as Statehood Day. And Lei Day honors the month of Lei, which is May this month, as well as fragrant flower Leis that greet many visitors to the island. Did you know that each island has its own special flower of which Leis are made? And these are gifted at parades and other celebrations and all lays are not the same. The color of a lay and the way it is gifted has many meanings. Hmm. How about festivals? Those are always fun. Any sort of popular Asian American festivals around? Absolutely. As a melting pot, the United States celebrates Asian Americans and lots of festivals. Google Pan Asian festivals in the United States and you will find many such as the Columbus Asian Festival, and the Cleveland Asian Festival. Don't forget us here at your local library. So what is the Youngstown Library doing for Asian American Pacific Islander Month? Lots of things. First, we have created two blogs on ways you can celebrate this month, which we post on our website at librayvisit.org. An educational one that was posted on May 1st, and one with fun activities for learning about Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, which is posted on our website on May 8th. And for lists of recommended titles by Asian American and Pacific Islanders authors, visit our Biblio Commons catalog. Plus, there'll be a movie matinee at the Austintown Library screening a film that features Asian Americans. And this will happen on May 14th at two o'clock. It's free and you can bring your own snacks and drinks. And finally, one of our story trails this month will feature the book Dim Sum for Everyone by Grace Lynn. What a fun month. Thank you for sharing with us, Sarah. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed learning all about Asian American Pacific Islander month with me. Thank you for listening and have a nice day. Thank you for joining us this month at PLYMC's Library Anywhere podcast. Make sure to visit our website at www.librayvisit.org where you can always find more great things the library offers. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Also, check out our Instagram feed or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PLYMC. You can also find us on TikTok at VPLYMC. And be sure to tune in next month for our next episode. And thanks for listening.